This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. to What the Hops, Brian, Adam, and Savannah here at Community Beer Works in the middle of our first winter storm of 2020. And now it's raining and the yeah. snow's melting. Yeah, it was like 27 degrees or something like that and it starts snowing and everybody's like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, now it's raining and you know, it's winter time and we finally got snow on the ground so we can't really complain i mean i'm not gonna it's the know. middle of january and what we have two inches outside i haven't worn a winter jacket like until now you know it's what crazy. i mean like, Great. like I, I love it i mean not the snow i love how it's been yeah so yeah i, I want snow for christmas that didn't happen so i can do without it you're one of those, huh? Yeah. I want snow for Christmas. Yeah. Well, for like, see, for dog owners, this is what we've all been waiting for. Because now I don't have to like, you know, worry about fucking mud all over goddamn place. Yeah. You know, and it's just like. Oh, I thought you meant because of poop. You just didn't have to clean up poop. No, I mean that is a thing too. But like, it's more like more or less. I mean, especially like when you have like an older dog too, who's like, hey, I'll go out every two hours if you'll let me. Like. It's, dude, it's just a constant, like, hey, okay, now I gotta wipe your fucking goddamn feet to make sure that you're not gonna track mud all over the place and get, like, mud on all the furniture and all that shit. Yeah. You know, so, but that's, that's that. But, January, you know, we, uh, kind of said how this is really kind of a busy time of year right now with the amount of things going on last, uh, on last episode. Um, added to that, Brickyard Brewing's doing a cask festival on February 15th, too, so just chalk it up to just more crazy events, which is cool. I mean, obviously here at CBW, they have the Barley Wine Fest on February 8th, so, you know, after your Super Bowl hangover, go Chiefs, you can come and drink some crazy-ass barley wines and, you know, get really fucked up. But January also means a couple anniversaries around here. Um, as of recording today, Froth is actually having their anniversary party, like, right now. Huh. Beltline is celebrating their anniversary, too. They didn't have a party or anything, I but... Yeah, I didn't see anything about a party. They um, technically opened their doors, I think, around, like, January 13th or 15th or something like that. So, like, they're one year old. And that's actually what we're drinking right now. We are drinking their freshly canned on January 13th Sunday show. It is a New England IPA with Matuka Citra Michigan Copper Hops sitting at 6.9%. Um, Sunday show is obviously a reference to uh, you know, everybody's favorite band, Fish. You know, so... All you uh, 
fish heads and all that. Go out to Beltline, and uh, they actually a lot of their a lot of their beers are kind of named after fish songs and phrases. Really, and I never noticed. Yeah. Mostly because I'm not a fish head. Yeah, neither am I. Being being friends with a bunch of people, like you kind of pick up on it a little bit, where it's like, okay, that's that's a fish reference, or that's this and that's that. Huh. So interesting. Yeah. I feel like for fish, fish for me. Like, we had a night here at Community Beer Works where we um, live-streamed one of the fish shows, and we had a pretty good turnout for it. People, like, were very clearly either just walked into it or, I'm here for this fish show. Because I think I think you had to pay for it otherwise. It was, like, through their website and whatnot. So, um, we're going to do it again. It was a good turnout, but, like, talking with some people, like... With fish, you either have been to no shows or like <laughs> seventy-five plus. Like, there's no. I would love to meet a fish fan that's like, I've been to three. Like, I've yet to come across that, and um, I think it's hilarious. It's just one of those bands that, like, I have a band that I've seen in the high twenties, um, and I get it. Who, Andrew McMahon? Yeah, Andrew McMahon. I've seen like in in the high twenties. I've kind of lost count at this point 26 27 we're somewhere around there um but you know to see band like 100 plus times blows my mind because we go to a lot of concerts bry and like well the thing is because people plan their vacations around it and that's kind of the way like a band like fish plans their tours because they only do like they're like okay we're gonna tour for this month and people are like okay well all my time for the year or whatever I can, it's gonna go to that month. And they'll just go to every show that they can. Yeah. You know, and hey, if you can do it, more power to you. Right. I mean that's that's a that's a lifestyle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like that's what that's probably why they have a following, you know, people just yeah. become one with the music or you know, or just enjoy enjoy the people that they meet. Um, right. You know. I mean, it's definitely a community. I think anybody that's ever been to a music festival understands that to an, to an extent. I've been to music festivals where I didn't feel part of the community. I've been to ones where I'm like, I never want to leave. This is the most amazing experience I've ever had. So I feel like if every Fish concert makes you feel that way or whatever band you like, Grateful Dead, it's another one where, you know, they have people that do that. Um you know, then more, yeah, like you said, more power to them. Right. But I didn't realize that was a fish reference Sunday show. Oh, the, 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 the stamp on the bottom also says hashtag real fans. Too, so. <laughs> <laughs> because the phrase is real fans never miss a Sunday show. So. Wow. That's, huh. uh, that's what that's so, a reference So, to. so the, the brewer, of, I don't really know the brewers over at Beltline. I'm just going to assume they're big fish heads. I don't know, yeah, just Greg, one guy? I'm, I'm, pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure Greg Greg Baker's a fish head. Okay. Um, well, if you ever go and record a Beltline, it's a good conversation point that we're going to have to have. I'm definitely going to be reaching out to Greg at some point to uh, get something set up with him. Greg, if you are listening, let's let's get down. Let's get this going, bro. <laughs> I went back in like November to the space for the first time. It was like it was pretty cool. In there, you know? Yeah, yeah um, it's it's a nice space. It's very sleek. Mm-hmm. It's very modern looking. Mm-hmm. Um, the brewery is actually kind of hidden for the most part. Yeah. Like unless you're sitting on that end of the park. Right. So like 
you don't you're not really exposed to it like you're in the space and you don't really realize oh this is a brewery mm-hmm. but um, I feel over the past couple of months Beltline's really kind of like stepped their game up too though to be honest with you like a lot of their IPAs like this is really smooth and this isn't the first time that they brewed this okay and I didn't have it the last time I think they brewed it over the summer like sometime in August or so but if you're looking at like pictures of it from back in August to like this now it looks like they kind of changed a little bit and uh, I think I, for me probably for the better I mean I don't know like maybe if someone's had both you guys can tell us but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying this. I had this yeah. today when I stopped there, and I was like, you know what? I'm picking up a four pack of this. So, and I know you stopped there today. Yeah. What I else had, did you have? I had to I had to work. I, I only had one because mm. I had to work. So I was like on the way home from work. I was like, I always tend to stop at one of the first ward breweries kind of thing, and you know, do my thing. And that was I, the one that caught your eye today. Well, they open at noon. You know, and like Buffalo Brewing opens at one, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to be around at one, so I'm not going to go there. Sure. Um, I could have went to McCarthy's if I, you know, wanted to, but then I'm like, well, I don't know what kind of crowd's going to be there, and I'm just going to sneak in for one. And then uh, I think the Barrel Factory opens at noon as well, but uh, I'm going to be there tomorrow, so I'm like, you know what, I don't need to go yeah. there. So I figured I'm like, you know what, I'll stop at Beltline because I knew that they released this in Cannes this week anyhow. So I was just like, you know what, stop, see what's up. And, both Beltline and McCarthy's both have menus that change pretty often. So even if you're only going in there like once a week, there's always going to be something new, which is really nice. Yeah. For the food there is pretty good too. Yeah. You know? Beltline? Beltline? Yeah. And that's where, you know, if you can produce some decent food to pair with your beer. I, mean, I guess they have some pretty in. decent wings. Yeah, their wings. I haven't had it myself yet. People rave about the wings. I've had the guac, and I think I'm not a huge guacamole person. There's mm-hmm. very few places I'll eat guac, and uh, I liked their guac there. So. Yeah. I'm like the same thing, too. Like, guacamole is really not something I gravitate towards a yeah. lot. But when you have it and it's made well, like, it's. Well, it's got to be fresh. That's the thing. I mean, like, if you're getting it and, like, you can tell that it's not fresh, yeah. then you're like, all right, I'm not coming. Like, because if your guac isn't fresh, then what else isn't fresh? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, <laughs> Cantina is my favorite guacamole. I could eat, I could, like, eat that by the buckets. So good. Jeans, though, has good food, too. I mean, they're, I like their wings there. They're not, are they the best wings in Buffalo? No. Are they... Top, Some of the better. Five. Yeah, they're like definitely in my my top seven, six. Some yeah, somewhere in there. I'd, I'd, I'd say five. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving it. I'm giving it five. <laughs> there was an odd couple here today from Pittsburgh, so they were asking me. They said, "Well, I'm going for wings," and they said. We've narrowed it down to, um, they were staying in the Allentown area, so they were narrowing it down to either Gabriel's or um, or Anchor Bar, and I'm like, don't go to Anchor Bar. That was like the only <laughs> thing I could say. I'm like, right. I had to explain, you know, I'm Buffalo born and raised, it's a tourist trap, blah de blah de blah then we had a nice conversation about where else they could go and whatnot and so hopefully they enjoyed their wings at gabriel's because that was definitely the better choice yeah it's a 
Anchor Bar is a cool place to go if you've never been and you feel like you need to do that tourist thing. You know, like if I wasn't from Buffalo and I was here with like my mom or my sister or something like that, we would probably end up going there because it'd be like, hey, let's check this place out. Yeah. You know, but then like, you know, when you're like out actually exploring, that's when you find the Gabe's Gate, the 9-11, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the old first ward. You know. I also mentioned 9-11 to them, but it's so for people that are coming in for one night and yeah, I mean, it's 9/11 so out of the way. Yeah, 9-11 is not the place to send right. people that are in town for one night. Exactly. Right. I was like, the city. all right, well, as I said, I go, I go, it's not in a great area. I go, it's cash only. They have weird hours. It's a shitty draft list, but they're going to be the best damn wings you've ever had. <laughs> like, I wish, like, someone needs to go in with some money and buy, like, the recipe or buy the secret to that bar and just redo it somewhere else. Um, it's not to say it's, like, a bad area. It's just, there's a lot of things. Like, like they just need to, they're in the 90s with their beer list. They're in the 90s with their cash bing, only. Bing. They're People, being people that grew up on the border of like South Buffalo, East Side area, plus living years in South Buffalo, because you lived in South Buffalo at one point. Yeah. You know, I've lived in South Buffalo at one point. You kind of know the area, and you're like, this isn't terrible. No. But I don't really want to be here that often. Right. You, you go know? there for dinner, sure. <laughs> like, that's just it. Right. And like it's I like, said- it's not necessarily a knock against South Buffalo, but. I mean, I brought my grandparents um, leftovers one time when I went to dinner there, and my grandpa was like, these are the best wings. He was raving about them, and I told him where it is, and I said, look, I go, I'm going to be honest with you. You're not going to like the space. You're not going to like where it is. You're not going to like anything about it. I go, go at like 3 o'clock. You know, Are they open at 3? Like, I looked it up. It was like <laughs> right when they open. I go, go with 3 o'clock. Bring some cash, just enough for dinner, and then get out of there. And he did that. They went one time, and they loved it. Um, but it's it's definitely not for the you know the casual one time one night in Buffalo kind of people. Even though I think they're the best wings in town. McCarthy, McCarthy's is one of those spaces that could be that though, because mm-hmm. you can be like, you know what? Go to McCarthy's, get some beer, get some wings. Go check out the rest of the breweries. Hell, go check if you're like you want the distilleries. I mean, Hart just opened up that's in the right. same building that the the Chicago Resurgence is at. Okay. That just opened up like two Yeah, we weeks need ago. to get over there. So I mean that's that's really cool. Now supposedly they got some pretty good gin, but you know, you're you're gonna have to do a lot to steer me away from Lockhouse. Agreed. So. Yeah. We but. are for the record as well, and this is not a plug for CBW, but next week, two weeks tops from now, uh, we will be carrying all Lockhouse uh, liquors. And that's awesome. Because, you know, local businesses like to scratch the backs of other local businesses. Yeah. You know? I'm also drinking Shameless Plug. This is like one of my favorite things we have on the menu right now at CBW, but it's actually made in hydraulic earth. It's not a it's not a shameless plug because they <laughs> did open their doors to allow us to 
record here, so, right. you know. It's very true. Um, but it's the Grey Lady, which is a grisette. Um, it's made at Hydraulics. It's not made here at CBW. Um, but a lot so, of people don't know what a grisette is. It's essentially, it's in the family of, of a farmhouse ale. So, similar to Cezanne, um, you get a little bit of tartness, a little bit of dryness from it. Um, it would not definitely not be classified as a sour by any means, but um, in that farmhouse family, fam, farmhouse ale family. Um, but I love it. I don't know if you've had it. Have you had it? No, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, go go Vandra for yeah. pushing the boundaries on some of the styles that you do out there, because that's the one thing at Hydraulic Hearth. She's constantly brewing things that nobody else in this city are brewing. And yeah, that's good. You know. Thank God for that, because, you know, like, we need that kind of exposure to stuff like that. Yeah. You get the floral, you, know? you get the lemongrass that comes mm-hmm. through. It's really good. It's very delicate. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people aren't going to waste their time brewing those things because they're like, well, no one's going to drink them. And granted, okay, so she has the... Uh, she has the luxury of brewing on a smaller system, and it's at a restaurant, you know, so it's like people are going to, you know, you know, they have their basic stuff. Like, you got, like, the whale on tap there. You have your IPAs. You have stuff that people are going to get, but then she also has a couple of things there where it's like, okay, you know, you want to be a little, a little adventurous, boom, there you go. That's where I think that's probably, you know, that's a craft where it probably takes a little more hands-on approach, something you really don't see. And, you know, the fact that you can produce something like that, that's easy drinking, but, you know. So, I just poured. Savannah was looking at the bottle and kind of gave me a <laughs> weird look. There's nothing happening on this bottle. This is homegrown, <laughs> baby. <laughs> this bottle is one of is the product of uh, back in no back in October or November. I went out to October. I went out to Windy Brew, and uh, we brewed a brown ale. Uh, one of my friends got a. Uh, um, Got to get certificate there to brew and stuff from, you know, for Christmas and stuff. And he set it up, and we went out there and brewed a brown ale. That's uh, good brown ale. This yeah. is the uh, this is the product of that. The fruits of your nice. labor. Um, Windy Brew is not bad. It's out in Strikersville. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's a real small space. They're expanding, but it's basically like. 100, 150 bucks or something like that. And you and a couple friends can go and you brew a batch of beer and basically get like four cases of bombers or yeah, four cases of bombers out of it or a keg or a couple kegs out of it. There you go. Um, My only complaint and because the reason why they do it is because of like space constraints and uh, everything else is this beer is half grain, half extract. So it probably tastes a little sweeter than yeah. you would have for another yeah. brown ale. Right. It and is pretty sweet. That's because of the extract, generally. Okay. So, like, I mean, if you've ever homebrewed, usually when you start, it's you start with extract kind of thing just because, like, you don't know what you're doing, you know? Like, right. You don't know yeah. how to so do all the So that's what they do at Windy Brew for everybody. Yeah, if, okay. you're, if you're doing that, like, just because you're brewing the, the space... If you were to do an all-grain um, brew, you just don't... He doesn't have enough space to Got be it. able to do that. I think with the beers that he has on tap there, he makes them all-grain just because he brews them himself and everything else. Sure. 
but for the most part, uh, the extract and stuff. And is, how long did you ferment, like before you went into this? This, I think it was, we brewed it, and then two, three weeks later, uh, my friend Scott went out and bottled it, and that was that. So. Wait, so you, you left Scott alone to bottle this by himself? He, because he set it up when I was out of town, uh, when I was in Colorado, mm-hmm. is when he went out there to do it. Yeah. Mm, fair, okay. Yeah. Got so. it. No, it's good. It's great. What's yeah, uh, your ABV coming at? They give you the metrics on that or no? I honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, I would assume it's probably somewhere around six percent. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't really uh, an imperial or anything. It was a really basic recipe. Like, because what you do there when you go in, like, he gives you the recipe and he has like a step-by-step thing on what you're supposed to do. So he's like, grab these malts, you know, uh, crush that malt add it to this do this you know then you go and grab your hops then you go and grab like your extract then you go do you know like and all it's all laid out and he does he doesn't do anything until it comes to pitching the yeast because legally he has to do that okay so we can you like you get to you have to do everything but that he has to pitch the yeast because um then that means he's brewing it technically. Yeah, I was, was going to ask that. Like, if it's just a hands-off approach and you're everything, but yeah. you know, it probably makes sense that yeah. he's got to do that. That's the way around it. Um, I know he was trying to look for a space out in like Erie County, kind of city-wise and everything else, but yeah, because he's a little off the beaten path. And it's really not as far as you would think. Um, it's not too far out of East Aurora. It's just down Route 16, kind of thing for the most part. Right? Is it 16? 7? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want you to get off the 400. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's really it's really not that bad. So, I originally thought it was on, it's on the way out from, from Josh's. So, there's people that have said that they've gone out, you know, to Windy Brew, and then they've come back down Maine. Am I getting that wrong, then? I mean, you can technically do that. Yeah. If you take the back roads, you know. Right. Like, that's really kind of what it is. I mean, you're just going, you're going south instead of east, you know? Yeah. For the most part. Like, it's... Oh, it's got to be, I mean, for someone who's, you know, either getting started in the craft game or wants to start to homebrew, you know, for 150 bucks for them to kind of... Yeah, like if you Make don't have own. if you don't have the space to homebrew or anything else, like it's a perfect kind of gift for you in that sense, or you know something to check out. It's a nice little nice little day trip. Nice little or, day trip. Or you can be part of the Buffalo Beer Geeks and get the opportunity to brew at different breweries around town. Like you're doing, Brian. You're looking at me very confused. <laughs> oh, well, that that's just a one-off festival thing. That's that one-off festival thing that we talked about last week. So. Well, they did. The, right, but it's moving forward. A lot of people at this point have already brewed or are going to be brewing in the next few days. Um, getting ready for the festival, which is February 16th? Yes. February 16th? Yeah, most people, because a lot of the beers that are being brewed for it are high ABV. And like stouts and uh, stouts, barley wines, everything else. So, a lot of those beers need a little time to go. So, I mean, if you haven't brewed it yet, I mean, you got a month, you know? So, like IPAs and everything else, you only need a couple of weeks, really. 
you know. So yeah, then they're ready. So uh, I know there are some some places, some breweries that I think are even barrel aging some stuff. So they brewed it pretty quick. So just so they can get like, oh hey, we threw this in here for you know a month, two three weeks. Yeah, you know to try sure. to get some kind of flavor out. Yeah. Now what are you gonna get? Yeah, you know you might get something. You're not gonna I get. I mean, a someone lot can get a month out of it. I mean, mm-hmm. if they brewed last week. Right. Yeah. So. I'm eyeing up whatever that cookie stout is over there. I can't read all of the label, but I'm I want to know. Oh, it's pecan. It's me, anyways. <laughs> As I say, it might kill you. Uh, it's fine. That's going to deter you. From- Honestly, and I don't know if anybody else out there has this situation, but my allergies have been so odd probably the last year or so. If I could, like, change one thing about me, I would love to get rid of allergies. Like, that would be... So, like, I'm eyeing this pecan cookie stout from Westbrook. I want it. I'm going to sip it. I'm still going to taste it. Eighth anniversary? Yep, eighth anniversary. It's just over two years old in the bottle. It sounds freaking delicious. And... Or just over one year old in the bottle. Uh... Two yeah. six eighteen. It was bottled. Yeah, so, so yeah. just over one year. Just yeah. over one year. Um, it sounds freaking delicious. I can't wait to drink some of this, but I can literally taste like a very yeah, small percentage of it. This year, the ninth anniversary was, I think, a peanut butter or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Again, every, every year they change Westbrook, it up. Can you uh, make something without nuts in it? That'd be great. <laughs> A lot of, a Shout lot out of, Westbrook. A lot of their <laughs> cream. Well, the, the Mexican the Mexican cake has no nuts. I don't no. think that has any nuts in it. No, that's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. But I that's also that their yearly their yeah. yearly uh, yeah. big release. Yeah. So Adam, what are you drinking from CBW? I have the Dude Incredible. It's uh, sour stout with raspberries, and it is delicious. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's what is it coming in at like six percent or something like that i think uh, or six and a half uh, somewhere around yeah there. but i mean you know color wise you know definitely stout you know um in sour notes it's not too overpowering it's super raspberry forward though yeah. Yeah. which um so this is something they made last year and uh, they kicked up the raspberries this year, so it is a little bit more tart. Mm-hmm. If you even year. look at it in the light too, it almost has like a little bit of a red tinge. Yeah, yeah. So. if you catch it at the light, yeah. you know, right light. Um, but no, no, it's really good. Um, you know, good body to it. Um, no, but definitely raspberry forward, like you said. I'm drinking Old Faithful in Alpaca Porter. Uh, you know, probably around, I think it's like 6% or 6-something anyhow. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of more of a medium-bodied porter. It's not, like, as light as your usual porter. Um, but still pretty damn smooth. We're also drinking that 8th anniversary pecan cookie stout from Westbrook. Uh, did we say what this was coming in at, or did we just say what it was? Honestly, like, I... It's 9% ABV. The, this was bottled on 12-6-18. The pecan's not super heavy. Like, I feel like I could drink a decent amount of this, um, having a pecan allergy, to explain. So, so look that at... 
that it's not overwhelming to me at all. So looking at uh, Untapped at the previous anniversary stuff. So third anniversary, they released an Orange Bliss. Ooh. Ooh. Which like was a... uh, Imperial style with oranges, vanilla, and cocoa. Okay. Cream school kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, fourth anniversary was a chocolate coconut almond Imperial stout. Uh, fifth anniversary was chocolate raspberry Imperial stout. Sixth anniversary was a hazelnut chocolate Imperial stout. Seventh was chocolate and sea salt Imperial. And then this is the eighth. And then the ninth is uh, peanut butter and chocolate stout. That uh, sea salt one actually was pretty awesome. Too. Yeah, I think we had that one. Uh, yeah, we, one might, that we might have had it on a on an episode. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember if it was an episode or not. Early episode, right? A lot no, of stuff I do I've remember. had from Westbrook. I've always really enjoyed. Yeah, the gozas are always pretty good, and mm-hmm. then uh, um, what is it? The what is it, the white tie? Mm-hmm. Do they is, is do they have the white tie? Is that what it is? Um, I never had yes. a white tie. I had a, the key lime goza I had for a while in my fridge, and I finally drank it last over the summer. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Brian. I feel that that's the one they made that. Yep, white tie is their wet beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. Bailey, who actually has white tie as like cans all the time. Yeah. But no, like I think the the, the key lime was like one of the first goes that I had. It was one of those ones that was like, it blew you away kind of thing, where you're like, oh shit. Like, the flavors in it and everything, where you're just like, man, I need to get this. And because it was also hard to find around here for a while. Well, yeah, because yeah. I think when it first hit, like, everybody was, like, you know. Like, it was one of those things where it's like, oh man, I gotta get this. Yeah. So, like, when it got around here, like, maybe there was only a couple of cases that hit the market around here. Sure. And they were gone right away. Yeah. Nowadays, you could just walk in any store and you can really find it generally. Um, That's crazy how just something like that, a style that comes to the area that everybody hypes on, and then a year or two later, like, it's just, yeah. it's old news. It's, you could you could walk in on a Tuesday and it's there. Well, we were having the conversation earlier about, uh, because uh, Eric, the reason why Eric isn't here is because he's down in Florida right now visiting the in-laws. So he's down there and he's like, oh yeah, there's three Goose Island variants on the shelves here right now. Now, um, I've been seeing pictures all on the internet everywhere. But, and that's how it's it like is. That. Like, except here, it doesn't really sit long because they don't really send too much. Yeah. You know, which also, is... Also, Goose Island kind of got hashtag canceled a little bit this year. Did they, though? Um, it seems that way across the country based on what I've seen. I don't know. There's still the, there's still the hype out there, though. Yes. People still go for, you know... The big, the big guns for it. I mean, personally, me, like, you know what? I'd rather drink something local or something different. Yeah. Um, it's not that Bourbon County is a bad beer. No, it's not. It's just, do I want? I, I'd rather try something else because, like, I know what I'm going to get out of it. I had this year's on Don Draft, and it was exactly what I was expecting it to be, and that's not a bad thing. Right. But do I need to go to the store and buy a bottle of it? 
not really. Yeah. If it's there next year, like, or if like I happen to be like in the summer being like, oh, hey, I'm walking around and I see it on the shelf and I have like an extra $10 or $12 or whatever it is, maybe I'll buy a bottle of it. I don't know. Like, yeah. Do I, I need agree. it? Do I need it right now? No, well, because because I'm not gonna sit. I'm not gonna drink it. Right. You right. know, you're gonna let it sit for a year, year and a half. Yeah. You know, and it's I mean, now with everybody locally producing beers to that extent, um, you, you're better off to give your money to to a local brewery that's producing something that's just just as good or even better. Um, so I, I'm in agreement. I mean, I had it on tap, you know, in 2019, and it was good, but it wasn't nothing to write home about. Mike, I think I still have a wheat wine from last year in the basement. I think I have a 2017 in the basement. It would just be, it would be interesting to get access to more of the variants to see how those flavor profiles are. Like and I think the coffee one that they produced out this year was seemed pretty good. A lot of people, a lot of people hated that one. Really? Like if you're looking at some of the people talking online about it, they were like, "Oh man, yeah, that was." Well, that was like when we had the orange one last year. You know, like a lot of people were like in love with the orange. One. Yeah, that we orange like were the total opposite. <laughs> Eric, Eric was a psych. Yeah, I'm gonna like. He's like negative. He wants to give negative readings on on, on tap. Yeah, he, was, he was ready to he was ready to try to find a way to spit it back in a bottle and mail it to him. The history of the Atlantic world is a long form history show that tells a tragic tale of conquistadors, war, slavery, and genocide. But within the tragedy of life lay the inspirational stories of revolutionaries, escaped slaves, and pirates. I'm Jesse Weist, your allegedly hilarious host, and this story begins in 1492 with the tale of someone so infamous you already know his name. So this be this beer I would like make babies with. It smells delicious. I haven't drank now, it yet, but it that smells beer, delicious. That beer, multiple bottles of it sit on the shelves in Denver. Which is insane to me. I mean, again, I haven't tasted it yet. I'm just smelling this beer. And that's one thing I didn't... I haven't really had a chance. Like, I think I talked a little, but, like, the, uh... So you brought this home from Denver? I did. Okay. Um, the stores out there, like, it's just crazy to see because we did talk a little about how... We did talk a little about how, like, Weldworks, you can walk into a store and just buy, like, whatever you wanted from Weldworks, pretty much. Like, there's some things that you're not going to find from them, but... You want a can of, you want a can of, you want just some juicy bits? That's on shelves all the time. You know, now here people are like, oh, like juicy bits is better than, you know, probably like 50, 60% of other half IPAs. You know what I mean? Like, distribution is everything. When I was in, um, San Francisco, I mean, any single place I walked into, beer shop, brewery, whatever, um, bar, I mean, it was like Elvarado Street everywhere, you know, uh, Russian River everywhere. And we're not just talking about like Pliny, we're talking about like all of these variants that like most of the time, unless we're trading, Mm -hmm. we're not getting our hands on. Um, 
but I, I just want to stop. Yes, you. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> because we went, we were talking. You just we were typing up this beer. Oh, and we didn't say we didn't say what it was. Now, now I've tasted it, and it's also very delicious. <laughs> um, this is a American Solera Cran Barrel. It is a sour ale aged in oak barrels of cranberries. Um, it has 2016 on the bottle, so I'm assuming this is from the 2016 barrel aged batch. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah, in American Solera, we don't get out this way. Right. But out in Denver, like, they're like, I was like looking through it. I'm like, man, there's like, I, I, you could buy five, six different bottles just sitting on the shelf. It's crazy. And it's like, dude, I'm like, when I walked into the store, like, I went to my brother and I'm like, we have, I'm like, we're coming back here again. And he's like, why? I'm like, because I have no idea what the fuck I want to buy. Because it was just so overwhelming because it was a whole new, like, ball game. Yeah. Where I'm like, there's nothing here that, like, I've seen, like, everything's new. Yeah. Like, for the most part. I'm like, I, like, 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 you get lost. Like, it's like when you, when you first walk into a beer store, like, if you've never been to, like, an actual bottle shop and you walk in and you're so overwhelmed because it's like... Wow, I never knew that this existed. You know, like you, we, like we've been spoiled a little bit here with the great bottle shops and everything else that we have. Because you walk in and you're like, oh man, this place has it, or this place has it, or it's nothing new. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and we take it for granted because you know, like we're always looking for like because if any of that came around here. It wouldn't. You wouldn't even. It wouldn't even have time to hit the shelf. Right. Like people are there in line waiting for it to be. Like you know, they're just they're waiting for the place to open and buying that and whatever they can. Right. That's where social media now I think is a huge player in the game. Where God forbid if they were to get some of that and, and post it on their Instagram feed, people are lining up probably days in advance to, to stand in line to get. I don't know about. I don't know. I about mean, days. You know, but. <laughs> You, a couple hours in the morning. <laughs> you kind of get where I'm coming from. Yeah. You know, it's just... If if Aurora Brew Works was like, hey, I have a couple cases of American Solera coming into town on this day. Yeah, people are going to probably line up at like 7 o'clock in the morning yeah. when he opens up at like 11 or something. Right. You know, to try to buy what they can. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that American Solera beer... Yeah, that was really good. I mean... That was smooth as shit for like a sour barrel aged beer. Yeah, but you can you could chug that easily. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. It tastes like bub, you know, like, like sparkling yeah. whatever. You know? Yeah, that that's that that's that that's that sparkling <laughs> grape juice that you can buy at like right. it's that's that's definitely good shit. Yeah. Um, and then for being a 2016 on top of that too, um, you could tell that there was actually fruit in it though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as as we kind of touched on a little bit, like we talked about the 450 North thing last week and stuff. Um, you two weren't there. Do you guys have any takes on that? You know, I'll push it over to you. <laughs> I mean, like you got more stake. Like we said, because la- or last uh, last episode, Eric and I kind of touched on it, where it's just like, you know, if you're gonna do the thing, like, just be honest about it. Yeah, my 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 thought is. 150 million percent they knew what they were doing and hope they weren't going to get caught. I think I thankfully am not one that spent my hard-earned money on 
you know, glorified fruit juice. It's not that it doesn't still have alcohol. Obviously, it does, um, and it tastes awesome. I'm not disputing the taste, um, but there's people that are paying that plus hauling well, my question hauling costs, and that's crazy to me. My question to you on that, though, is do you think these people care? The consumers or the brewers? The consumers. Do you think? Do you think the Uh, so? Do you think the majority of the consumers care about that? I think. I think there's about 25% that still really love it and will continue to buy, uh, especially people locally, not locally Buffalo, but locally to the brewery in their region. Um, I think there's another probably 25 to 50% of people that say, I'll still support you, but it's only out of sheer, um, they don't want to admit that they were wrong. Um, I know a lot of people that, you know, they're paying $10 a can and they don't want to admit that they fell essentially for a scheme, if you will. So as they're announcing their latest can drop, right? Um, So the last post on their Instagram, uh, they're releasing on the 24th. So that's what, next week? So Mm -hmm. they're, uh, they're. They always post what they're going to be dropping. Um, the last Instagram post is Slushy Double XL Nimbus 2000. Um, all these, I think, have a Harry Potter theme. This release, yeah. I, I mean Nimbus. Yeah, I mean that sound. That's that is a Harry Potter reference. Yes. Yeah, I, because there there was a couple. Like if you look, it's. Uh, there's one that was just like hazy. Hazy Potter is one of the one of the cans. Oh, that being, was a 450. I remember yeah, seeing the can, yeah. and for some reason, I didn't associate that's, that with a 450. That's a triple triple IPA. Okay. So. Do they have the ABV so, so that, that printed one, on the that's, can? That's ten percent. That's ten percent. Right. It doesn't look like from the picture. It doesn't look like the ABV's on that can. Um, I actually, I I even asked my a girlfriend of mine had had sent that to me saying, if somebody can get this, please get this for me, and I said I said are you sure is it worth it like did you look into it and then my second reference was I'm surprised I'm not hit with a cease and desist yet at this point but um, apparently that's a re-release so that's one that they've done before it's so, not a new, new but yeah group. this this whole uh, this whole release that they have coming up this week probably on the day that this podcast is probably out okay. um, but this one is uh, Nimbus 2000 Double XL Slushy is conditioned on blackberry, apricot, and mango. And then in the Instagram post, they say allotments along with ABV test results will be posted <laughs> next Wednesday. <laughs> so they're, they are posting the test results to show that they're getting these things tested. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm curious. I just, I just think the people that... Uh, came forward during this whole debacle that had shelled out a lot of money. You had a percentage that were very angry and won't buy from them ever again, which I understand. And then you had the people that just straight up did not want to admit that they were fooled. And in I mean, I've had four, a 450 beer before. I don't. I never went out of personally. Never went out of my way and paid for mule costs and things like that. But um, I know people that have, and 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 it sucks. It really does because you thought you were getting what something different. It's, well, you gotta you gotta think trade value too. Like you're out someplace, say ten dollar a can. 
-hmm. Yeah, so like you're trading something that's a triple IPA or something like that that you know is getting hype. Like we'll go, I'll go back to Wellworks. You know, say someone's going, you're going, and you're buying something, and or for us, other half, I guess, is this other half can worth a 450 North can? People buying that 450 North can will be like, no, this 450 North can's worth more than that. Now you look at it. Now is it worth that? I think so. You know, I mean. So is this this release that's coming out next week? Is that the first release of a slushy since the debacle? Yes, it is. I believe so. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what what they come back with when they get the scores. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, if everything pops out correctly and like they show, hey, this is seven percent or this is this or this is that. I mean, generally your double XLs are supposed to be, I think, seven eight percent. Yeah. So, Most of them are listed at that, yeah. yeah. So if that comes out 8%, is it going to taste the same, too? Right. That's where it's going to come. Like, are people going to all of a sudden notice and be like, oh, shit, this isn't the same beer. This isn't that, oh, straight fruit juice that I like and everything else. Right. Is it going to be as thick, too? Because that was always the thing where people are like, oh, there's, man. There's no way you can maintain the same concentration yeah. and, and up the alcohol. You're and, either, you either want a thick ass, juicy juice yeah. at 2.8%, or you want a fucking beer at 7%. You kind of have to pick one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's, that's going to be the thing. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. I mean,. After you're, you're, we'll probably be seeing stuff coming this weekend after right. this episode's release. So, <laughs> right, right, you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be cool to kind of see. Yeah, what do we got here? <laughs> we are drinking an IPA. It's called Higher Burnin. Um, it's from LIC Beer Project, which is in New York City, and it is in celebration of their late Five Points New York City Graffiti Mecca. So this IPA is um, bright orange, which definitely poured that way, and it states juicy fruit, strawberry, nectarine, orange marmalade, and candy citrus flavors with s- subtle piney flavor. Um, I agree with that. Um, I it wasn't overtly sit. I got a lot of piney in my taste. Yeah, it's um, a little. It's it's danker than your normal New England mm-hmm. style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Color definitely was on. The, definitely orange. Yeah, definitely got the orange marmalade notes to it. I mean, I don't know if this would be considered New England. I mean, uh, it's just more. I mean, of an IPA. it's a yeah. yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say New England style, but it's um. The, the camera it's wild and super hard to read. Right. So there is that. <laughs> um, I'm usually not a big LIC fan, to be quite honest. Uh, I've had a couple uh, bad brews from them uh, from either other cans I've had or um, Kohl's carries a lot of LIC. I drink... I've, I've tried a bunch of stuff from them. This one is actually definitely one of the better ones that I've had. Um, As I say, I remember you saying LIC was one of the breweries <laughs> that burned you on. Uh... <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you remember that? Um, no, I mean, I've had enough of them. It's not like I had one bad beer. You know, I would never yeah. write a brewery off for that. But I've had a handful of their beers, and it's I've never been impressed. This was probably one one of the, if not the best 
beer from them I've had, to be quite honest. Um, 7%, tastes like a 7%, doesn't really, uh, you know, um, it's not super heavy, medium body, and I taste no strawberry there. I get no strawberry, mm. I get the nectarine, I get the oranges, Great. I get the pineyness. How old is this can, do we know? Uh, like a month. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I think all these Every other flavors... I think all these other flavors are going to overpower the strawberry anyhow. Yeah. Um, depending on how much strawberry you're really putting in. Right. It's, it's, strawberry is an easy flavor to overpower if it's not the star. You know, and I think these hops too probably, probably hurt that as well. Yep. So. I think on smell, like I get a, a, a faint smell of strawberry, but yeah. It could just be a fruitiness though. Completely overpowers it. We just opened up a local, delicious, big ditch beer. Towpath, it is a 2007 version of it. Everybody... 2017. Sorry, did I say 2007? 2017. (laughs) Um, If you haven't had it, uh, bourbon barrel-aged Towpath. I think I've had the 2017, but I honestly don't know at this point. We had it it last year at Stoutsgiving. Okay. I was going to say, Stoutsgiving, they usually have Towpath on, but this has been uh, bottled and saved at this point. So, honestly, as good as I can remember Towpath being all together, really delicious. It's hard to be like, oh, I'm going to compare this to 2018 or 2019 if I'm not drinking it back to back. Uh, I mean, we can do it back to back. <laughs> <laughs> could. Is that what do you have there? 2019. Yeah. In yeah, because this okay. year, because this year they didn't bottle it. They canned all the 2019. Okay. Which is uh, different. Yeah, you can actually go to Wegmans and stuff, and you can buy the four packs of it. Yeah, they still, still. have them. Yeah. So they didn't do any in bottles. I don't believe so. You'd have to. Huh. You'd have to ask Matt or reach out to Mike. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he'd probably tell you. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they bottled any of the barrel-aged stuff. Which is surprising. But I like it, though. Yeah. It's a different um, take. I mean, yeah. I There's... think what it's doing is bringing accessibility of that to the, the home front. The, yeah, the well, average at... consumer, which is people shopping at Wegmans, picking out a beer. Yeah. Look at that um, that barley wine that I brought back from Austin from, what is it, St. Arnold's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like came in a little box, but it was two cans instead of a bottle. And they even said on the box, why two cans? Well, one, we can give you more than 22 ounces. You get 24 ounces now. Right. And you can pop one now and save one for later. It's actually kind of a great idea if you yeah. started doing stuff like that. Because why, like, you pop this bottle, you're sharing it with friends. Like this... I've drank you, two of it by myself. Yeah, you can you can be like, you know what? I just kind of want a one beer for tonight. Yep. You know what? This is it. Yep. I'm gonna have this. I'm gonna be in a good place. I'm gonna go to sleep and I'm gonna feel good. Right. In fairness, <laughs> you know? though, if they would have just bottled it in like how many fluid ounces? It's like seven fifties, right? No, 
Oh, that's like 375. 12.7 fluid ounces. Just I'm drinking by myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, the or American you could, Solera I mean, bottle is, you uh, could do that. I bet it's a lot cheaper to do a 12 ounce can than a 12. Oh, for can. sure. For the brewery. But yeah. for. You're thinking from like an aesthetics, a visual. I'm thinking from an aesthetics, and I'm also thinking from a. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like because this, it wasn't a cork, it wasn't a cork, it was, um, pop top, pop top, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm thinking this all wrong, but I'm just thinking, like, this shelf life is going to last longer and stay fresh longer than the can is, but... Has that been proven now with the new technology can I have no idea. I mean, it's a great question. I mean, how many people are putting bourbon barrel aged stuff in cans these days? I haven't seen much. You no. know? Yeah, like, I haven't seen people, much. I know, I know there used to be a thing where people used to be afraid to, like, like uh, sell our cans and stuff because, oh, is it going to, you know, eat through the can? Is the can going to ruin the flavor of the beer and everything else? And that's why, you know, people didn't put these kind of beers into that. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't. I, mean, I think. I think the opinion, technology has changed. The, ves- the vessel surely changes the taste of, and not just beer. Like take it beyond beer. Now, unfortunately, I'm a soda drinker. I don't like soda from a bottle. I will drink it, but it's not as enjoyable to me. And it has nothing to do with like it, the taste is completely different than what it tastes like in a can. Is it a carbonation uh, thing? Is it a Probably. again? It might be a carbonation thing. I don't I feel, know because I feel like I feel like there's going to be can. less carbonation in the bottle. Yes. Right. And over time, so if you crack a two liter, and then you have a, a glass. Well, like so. Wait, are you talking glass bottle or plastic bottle or both? Plastic bottle, but. Yeah. I mean, very rarely do we come across glass bottles these days, but yeah. Well, Lloyd, Lloyd still has the glass bottle Coke. Okay. Yeah, I've never... I mean, I've had them, just not often enough to be like, yeah. But your first your first Pepsi out of a two-liter that you pour on ice is probably going to be the best-tasting Pepsi you're going to have. Most likely. Again, Unless... I don't buy two-liters because I don't like popping <laughs> plastic. Right. right, but if you were to have that versus a can, you know, yeah. your first glass is going to be comparable to what the first can you drink yeah. you know and I over think, time I but even that even that's different though yeah and, I, I, I yeah. can say that there's probably yeah. a difference yeah I hate it so much I will spend like two dollars for like the tall boy cans of coke versus buying a 99 cent uh, two liter because mm. like they're, they're that that cheap but I will forego buying that much beer and I'll buy six dollars worth of pop and get the same amount that I could have spent 99 cents on because the taste matters that much to me well because you think you know you're gonna you know what you're getting every time yeah. you crack open a can right so, so like, I think part of it might be science and part of it might be mind over matter yep. a little bit yep. you know what I mean I mean, yeah. It would be I, interesting to see, though. Like, like the thing, that, but that's the thing, especially a beer. Like, okay, so if you're looking at, you're looking for something heavy like that, you're not looking at cans. You're looking at the bottle. You're going to be drawn towards, like, so you see this Westbrook on the shelf, 
and it's just, you know, an imperial stout. You're almost probably going to be, you're going to be drawn to buying that over this four pack of cans because you feel like this is a higher quality than that. Again, I'm going to be drawn to it if I'm a beer drinker. If I'm like a casual person at Wegmans looking for some beer, I might be looking for that. Right. It would be interesting to see though, like to keep one of these until next year. I have I have two, I think, still. And see what the taste is versus... I didn't realize they only did them in cans. Like, I've I can't, seen the cans I can't around be 100% them. sure, but I think, because I haven't seen any bottles of it. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, the variants they put in bottles. And I'd like to give Big Ditch credit to say they know their shit enough that well, they when wouldn't it's, only yeah, put them gonna, in cans. I was going to say, when it comes to that. science and stuff, too, Matt Kahn's one of the right. one of the guys in the in the buffalo beer scene that I'm going to be looking towards. Sure. Right. Yeah. So, now, maybe from a sales point, they're going to look and be like, okay, these were your sales of this last year. These are your sales this year. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, that could always be a factor, too. Maybe sure. next year they go back to bottles because maybe this didn't sell as much in cans. Yeah. Now, did the quality change? No. Right. It's just a vessel. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it's just, like like you said, it's all of an aesthetic thing where people are going to look and be like, hey, I'd rather buy it in a bottle. I'm going to sell it. I know I'm going to keep it downstairs for two years. Until, I, until studies thought, until studies really come out saying, yeah, hey, this is different. you can put this in a can and it's not going to be affected by letting it sit for two years. Right. I think that's going to be... That's gonna be what you really right. like. Where yeah. you know, give it, give it a couple years because I'm sure there's other places that are already doing this. Yeah, sure. we might not see it here. This I'm is the just first. Saying, in Buffalo, this is the kind of beginning of it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And this is a. But again, I do trust Big Dish's uh, judgment call on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'd like to see the science behind it for sure, because I, I think part of it's mind over matter, me looking at a bottle versus looking at a can. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. no, it's you a know, fair point. Because that's where we're used to. Easeabil- easeability on it, like the, to be able to go to Wegmans and grab a four pack of something, brilliant. If yeah. you can do it at the same quality. Yeah, I mean, I was there yesterday and there was a full rack, yeah. a full shelf dedicated to four packs of those. You know what the craziest thing was? Is I went to the hockey game on New Year's Eve. Uh-huh. And it was right around the time when Carl did the collab with Labatt. Yep. So is it, we went to the little... Have, have you had that yet? No. So I, I took my dad to the little bat house, you know, for like one before he went to the game. And I asked them, I'm like, you know... I was looking for the, you know, for the for the new you got, collab. You got to chill. Yeah, and they didn't have it. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, it was just... They do have it now. I, like, I couldn't believe it. And it could have just been a, a distribution thing. A timing thing. Because Well, because that was brewed at Pressure Drop. Oh, uh, okay. So, Pressure Drop probably had it, and then it goes to try it, and then it has to get distributed. But to... it was probably in the draft room, though, right? It probably wasn't in the bad house. Oh, because you went into the brew house kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. We it to... might have been at the draft room, then. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because so. that's where... I... Like, I was like, oh, yeah, let's go in here, because I knew it was with a bat, so, like, that yeah. put two and two together. No, that was brewed at, that was brewed at Press Drop. Uh, um, okay. If you're wondering what we're talking about, it's the uh, You Gots to Chill 
collab between Pressure Drop and uh, Labatt Brewhouse. It's a 7% Indian Pale Lager. Um, and uh, I was excited. I, I was like really pumped to try it. To try it, and I did a I did a review. Uh, that was that was the first review of the year because one of the things that I plan on doing this year is trying to get a review out a week. So that was the first one that I decided to do. So yeah. go check out our Instagram and uh, you know go read uh, read what I had to say about it. So. I'll bring a, I'll bring a can of that. Uh, yeah. No, I was just like, I was like I saw them posting on Instagram and like I was all like, even like Labatt Brewhouse, like they they posted it. So I was like, put two and two together. I'm like, oh, Dad, let's go here. Blah blah blah. Like let's, let's go in here. And like that room is so small. Yeah. And like we had a good time, but then I was just like, the guy's like, oh yeah, we we don't know. Like he had no clue of what it was. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll just take this. So we're going to compare. I'm ready for this 2019 in a can. Uh, have you read the 2019 yet? I don't think I have because I did not do Stouts Giving this year. I had it uh, when they released it for... Um, they released it before Stouts Giving. I forget what it was for. I didn't make it there. Um, everybody was seemingly working when I wanted to go to Stouts Giving, so... Uh, I did not play solo. Adam Adam's a suit by day, so he was yes. able to. Uh, I can, he was able to get some. I can hop over on the way home. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hop, skip, and a jump away. Um, but Top Health has been now what since 2016? I think probably before that. Oh, barely. okay. I mean, I don't know, like... Yeah, because the original Towpath, I don't think it was barrel-aged, right? I think they barrel-aged it in 16. But, no, the, it is a normal beer that they've been brewing Yeah, from the get-go. I meant, I'm sorry, I meant, like, yeah, like, the barrel-aged. Yeah, I, I think maybe barrel-aged was 16. This year's batch, in particular, too, is super boozy mm-hmm. compared to other ones. Yeah. So, like, it'll be interesting to see how much this does mellow. Three months in, like this is still still a bit boozy. Yeah, yeah it's got a lot of burn to it. The earliest I'm finding, at least on Untapped, is 2016. For the barrel aged. Uh, for anything either or for labeled towpath. Okay. Uh, there was there's a, a regular and then a barrel aged labeled 2016. Again, there's one that has no label. Um, and looking in the comments, there's 2018. It says 2018 version, so I'm I'm thinking. Yeah, I can't. Again, I can't. I can't tell you for sure. I, 20, 2016, I think, is the first time they barrel aged or released a barrel aged beer. Yeah. Someone please correct us if we're wrong, but yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I thought, and now that I'm looking it up, that's what I'm thinking. Let's taste it and actually find out how it tastes. Yeah, I agree. A little more boozy. I think the only thing that changes for me is the body. It's thinner. And again, that comes with age. Right. Um, obviously, it's 2019. We just had 2017. Taste, taste is still there. It's a little bit thinner. I don't. Th- I don't know if it's that much thinner. 
It's about the same to me. I disagree. It could be the booze that the booze like fills that out though. Yeah. I don't know. It's still it's still delicious. I mean, I I mean, if we're gonna agree on one thing, right? I could have brought a (laughs) bottle of 2018 too, but you know, that would have filled the gap. I I mean, the body. I think the body's there, but to your point, I think it is a little lighter, you know, um, versus what we just had. And that's just, you know, I mean, you're looking at two, two and a half years versus, you know, six months. Yeah. You know, so I think maybe if we crank this open in another six to eight months, could have a different story, but you never know. Well, now you have to say that. Yeah. One can. One can's got a. Well, Brian's got a couple too. In eight in eight months, well, I'll get back to you, Kraft. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm leaving one for five years. I'm gonna I'm gonna write on it. Don't what? Don't touch until 2025. <laughs> don't don't open. Fair enough. I know I know Matt will probably look at me and be like, "You're an idiot," <laughs> but because I think he said what? Well, that's the one thing that that Matt will say: drink them within two, three years. But he's he's been on record on like, you know what? We brew we brew them to generally drink now. If you're going to sell them, give it give it like two years, three years tops, and. It's good. It's good when a when a brewer kind of just, you know, he lit you in on that. You know, I like people that are honest. Yeah, being like, <laughs> you know what, like you can you can let it sit as long as you want, but like after this limit, mm-hmm. like you're not gonna get anything else. Yeah. Like, um, I I think I said it. It might have been on last episode or a couple episodes ago. Like, with breweries putting best buy dates on beer instead of bottled on, like, that works wonders more than putting bottled on dates. Yeah. yeah. Because then you can look and you can see, okay, well, I want to drink this. Oh, I can let this sit for three years? Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. I know, like... I know I'm at a store, and like say Premier for instance, and some of the some of the European beers. I mean, you're looking, you're like, you can be lost. Sure. Yeah. But if there's a Best Buy date on that, you know, okay, I'm gonna buy this. It's still good. You're giving the consumer some sort of direction yeah. as to okay, I can get this. I can buy it at this price point. But like, I can let of, it sit for two years. Think of and IPAs, I know I'm gonna get. And I mean, like, you yeah. might be shooting yourself in the foot as as the brewery. But like, if you put like, say this this LIC had a Best Buy, you know, you know, one one on it, one one twenty. Yeah. And we're drinking it now, being like, okay. This tastes okay, but it's also two weeks old. Like, two weeks past its prime. Right. Yeah. You know, you know why it doesn't taste right. Sure. It gives you it gives you reasoning. It gives you it, it validates. Hey, you bought this at the risk that it's not going to taste the same. That not it's not going to taste how we want it to. Well, and that's where you go into a store, you go into consumers, or you go into a Premier, and you know you look at something and you're like three months out. You're like, okay, well, maybe this is something that was hyped up, and you 
you didn't get a chance to get out there and you're like, okay, well, now it's three months from now. Like, is it something I really want to buy or do I go gravitate towards something else that's a little fresher? Well, we are coming up on a flagship February too, and that was the biggest uh, thing from last year. Like, how old was this beer? Is it tasting the same? We're definitely going to do another episode of that. Mm-hmm. So y'all better be ready for that yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look and see if what what beers we can do of different because we did like Eric and I did cover a lot of bases on like you know Ithaca and Stone and Rogue and everything else but like yeah. Dogfish and everything like for the flagships for all of them but Okay, I think I think we're gonna try to like we'll have to see what we can do, but look forward to that episode. Yeah. The 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 moral of the story is really is you know, just pay attention to what you're buying. <laughs> you know? Like if it's a bourbon barrel aged beer in a can, I don't know, let it sit. I mean hey. I don't know if there's oops. Is there a date on the bottom? Yeah, this was canned September 19, 2019. A book isn't judged by its cover <laughs> at the end of the day, using the old cliche. But, I mean, you know, maybe, like you said, kudos to Big Ditch for kind of thinking outside the box. Who knows? Maybe this works. Yeah. I think I think this might be a trend that you might start seeing more. Yeah. You know, honestly, like if people are canning barley wines, why can't you can barrel-aged stuff. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Right. You know, barrel-aged barley wine versus barrel-aged stout. Basically, what? Barley wine has more alcohol in it, technically. Generally. It's going in a barrel. You know? But, uh, yeah, we could probably start wrapping this thing up, I think. We've, uh, got a few beers under. We have a lot of fun stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of local festivals. Yeah, but well, also, I wouldn't say we have a lot of fun stuff coming for 2020. We have a lot of ideas of things we're going to start recording as far as podcasts, episodes, um, some some science experiments, some beer reviews, some beer festivals, a little traveling, yeah. a little bit of everything. Make sure, make sure you're following our Instagram if you don't already because I'm really putting a lot more into that with the beer reviews in particular. You're going to see at least one a week. Um, I do Music Monday too. Uh, that's yes, something. That's something that's ha- that's I've, I've I don't miss it. So <laughs> go 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 and go and make sure you look at our story and figure out what the fuck I'm listening to at work and be like, man, this dude's fucking. Man, it's a bad Monday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, go uh, go follow us on Instagram at What the Hops Podcast. Go follow us on Facebook and Twitter at What the Hops. Uh, go check out our WordPress at whatthehops.wordpress.com. Hit us on hoppedupnetwork.com and bigheadsmedia.com. And uh, you can find me at Lady of the Hops on Instagram. Or you can come, if you're locally, come see me at CBW. Because I am here generally on the weekends. But find me on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, hey, 2020 is going to be a fun year, so you guys better be ready for the ride. So, we're coming at you. Cheers. 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 Cheers.
You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. Thank you. The show you just listened to is part of the Hopped Up Network. The Hopped Up Network is a growing family of craft beer podcasts in the United States and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts.